You're listening to highlights from the creative processes interview with Jacques Franck. To listen to the full interview or hear more about the creative process projects, please visit www.creativeprocess.info. Jacques Franck, uh, welcome to the creative process. Uh, so you have been working uh, almost all your life uh, attached to uh, Da Vinci uh, and we are lucky to be doing this interview in Paris. Uh, I, as I understand, uh, as we look at uh, the paintings in the collections in the Louvre and the paintings that uh, Da Vinci brought to, to France, it's like a love story, the Mona Lisa that she keeps close to him. And I, it, as I understand speaking to you, you, your relationship with him is also like a love story. Yes, more, more or less so, but I was a child, when I, uh, uh, a little child actually. When I first saw Leonardo's work, and that work was with the, was the Mona Lisa on a photograph, which was shown uh, in a book. Well, that's many years ago. I, it was uh, I, I must have been seven or eight uh, of age, you see, and uh, it struck me immediately as if I ha- had all, already seen the, that picture, and it seemed to me the, the absolute perfection, and it struck me mostly because of the wonderful sfumato of the flesh and the presence of, of, of the figure, too, of the sitter, as if she was there. Then I considered immediately, not having much culture about uh, Renaissance painting at that age, that uh, Leonardo was probably the most important artist in Western art. And what for you made him uh, the definitive artist of the Renaissance and Western art? The sense of perfection in every, in every sense. First of all, spiritual perfection, the expression of, uh, in the portraits, you see, the, the sort of deep understanding of um, the human soul. And also, when representing sacred uh, subjects, representing the divine as though he had been able to sit, you know, just in front of, of God himself in a way. Because the expression in Santan's face is so Christ-like and the expression of divine love over humanity. And this is very seldom represented in art. So this extraordinary way of representing this supreme feeling and also the perfection in the, in the shaping and the, uh, the composition and uh, everything was perfect with him. Yes, and perfect and yet human. It, it and yet human, yes, well, he has both. Well, he'd been painting all his life and he was um, a researcher mm-hmm. in his soul, mostly. Painting was a means to, uh, to question the universe. In, in order to, to make his art as perfect as possible, he would know everything that he could put into his painting, so everything on perspective, everything on optics and mathematics, everything on the, the ingredients that, ha- that, that have to go into uh, the making, everything about geology, because it has to be represented in a very accurate way in, a len- in, in landscape painting and so and so forth. I don't think that Leonardo had difficulty in imposing himself as an artist because uh, he was so... Uh, 
I should say, divinely uh, gifted that it struck everyone that he was a genius uh, at once. Mm. And uh, that occurred in uh, a Verrocchio studio when he uh, entered the, uh, the workshop at the age of, let's say, 13 or so. He'd been already um, creating and painting and modelling because he was a sculptor uh, also. Um, uh, he impressed his, his master Verrocchio mm. and uh, of course he needed to have uh, further academic training to learn all sorts of essential topics that were needed uh, for the proper instruction of a good painter. All this was rather easy, I should say. He, at the age of 30, he was a famous uh, artist. And in Verrocchio's studio, and he stayed there quite a while too. Uh, yes, quite a while, yeah. yes. Well, he stayed there for at least 10 years. Yeah, He also was picking up, I understand, and I don't know if that was unique for other ateliers at the time, but a lot of engineering knowledge, I think. Yes, well, yes. That, that, mm -hmm. that, yes, in addition, because he was very much interested in these uh, matters because the Duomo in the uh, Brunelleschi's yeah. in Florence was still being uh, on its way to be built up. Uh, at the, it wasn't entirely finished when Leonardo was young, let's say by 1470. So he could see all the uh, workmen and architects and uh, all these people cropping around in a building and uh, Verrocchio was invested too. He had commissions because he would all sort of, you know, these uh, bottegi mm -hmm. were, um, had um, different possibilities. Uh, there would be architects, there would be sculptors, painters. Uh, they had all sorts of crafts, you see. So Leonardo could uh, pick up a lot of knowledge, information and training uh, during these years in, in Verrocchio's workshop. When I uh, got into the Beaux-Arts schools in Boulogne-sur-Mer, mm. I was taught architecture, I was taught sculpture, and art history at the age of 13. Mm. Further on, I wanted to know everything about poetry, uh, literature, uh, acting. Yes, you were in them. Yes, on the stage in England. And um, all these things, because every discipline is helpful to the other one. I, I could never have had the patience I had to uh, recreate this same town. Although I had, I had already guessed, uh, rediscovered the technique. But I mean, it's not the technique enough. It's a piece of art, so you've got to be as high uh, in the artistic level as possible. Uh, at that time, I was making this, I was also writing poetry, and I was very much inspired by a French symbolism. Uh, someone like Mallarmé, who was a great, great uh, poet, had a way of writing his uh, poetry, quite an extraordinary. He would create his poetry very much using words and not paint, like Leonardo did, which means very chiselled. The thinking of which word will go with another word in order to create both sense and harmony it was extraordinary. And if I hadn't been uh, focusing so much on on Malamé's uh, way of writing poetry, I don't think that I would have had the patience to, to, to spend 3,000 hours on this copy. And it's because his famous poem, Hérodiade, oh. he spent 40 years to write it. 
When Paul Valéry, who knew uh, Mallarmé well, although he was younger, said when he first saw um, Hérodiade, he said, I was so shocked, so impressed by the perfection of this poetry because it was so perfect that, that the images in that poetry were absolutely clear, would be striking you, get into your memory, and then you, once you'd read that poetry, you could remember it without making an effort. Yes. Because it was so perfect, it's something you couldn't forget. Well, of course, I was a, a painter of having my own style. Yes. When I started copying Leonardo, it was an exercise to learn. It's like... A man who would sort of uh, would try to climb to climb up the Alps or mm. the Everest Mount, you see, yeah. because Leonardo is so mad. But I knew that that way I would learn something mm. important because he was such a high-level master. Mm. But then I tried to learn art by myself. Mm. I was taught by De Misel, who's the man who painted this landscape, a post-impressionist of uh, high-level, uh, trained in the late 19th century. But I had to. To, to go all through the process of, first of all, working, trying to understand what art is about, trying to create, make oneself a technique, and also know, finally, what is the right level art should have. Rigorousness in art is, a con uh, is based on something that, his, uh, that has been sort of screened, I should say, by uh, Paul Valéry. He says, le seul réel dans l'art, c'est l'art. The wow. only thing that is real in art is art itself. So the, the logic in art is art. Mm. So one has to understand what art is. Inside out learning, yes. Yes, well, in itself. Mm -hmm. And it's a level. I mean, it's a, something like uh, Holy Grace. Mm -hmm. Once you, 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 you've got to come across it and then you see what it means. And it can only come like a revelation. It only come like something that is what is, it is and you know what it is not. You can't um, go and penetrate uh, such high intellectual spheres mm -hmm. unless you are a man of good. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. To have some ideal of, uh, of perfection, beauty and uh, humanity inside yourself. Well, I have always considered Leonardo as the perfect artist mm -hmm. and more or less like a father. Mm. The real master is a, a kind of a father figure. Yes. So, and... Uh, to help me understand better, improve myself, know more, make the proper efforts and, uh, you know, listen to someone who is so knowledgeable that in listening to what he says you will make real progress. I was uh, listening to Maria Callas some time ago because when she came to Paris in 1968, she, had, uh, she was in the Opéra de Paris and she, she was in... Uh, concert she could sing well still mm -hmm. so I looked at her and Carlos had been training very much if you know about uh, her biography mm -hmm. she started as a little child and she was so keen on opera 
music that uh, when she was going to bed at the age of eight, nine or so, she would take a, a small lamp under the sheets in her bed because her mother wanted her to sleep. She would follow old musical parts of the romantic 19th century period just to get information and be very acknowledged about these old parts that no one would ever sing again in the 20th century because she rediscovered Bellini and all these parts, yeah. you see. Yeah. Music was in her psychology. Yeah. In Leonardo, art was in his psychology as an expression of the mystery of life in him. The same in Callas. I'm always observing artists performing because it's very interesting to observe. She was living in another dimension as if she were connected to an invisible source and that invisible source suddenly gave her genius. On top of all she'd been learning technically, so mm -hmm. she had the art the architectural setting of the technique. So she couldn't fail because of course what she was singing was very difficult, mm. but also suddenly life came into it. And this is what makes the difference between artists and those who are not artists. If you really wish to be at the highest level, mm. you've got to consider that perfection is just a base. Right. And in these times, we really had that sense, you see, Today, it's more or less, perfection is something that stops me from being myself. If you uh, think that way, you'll never reach what you are aiming at. You must renounce to something that is in you to let out the best. It's logical and mathematical. Mm. If you want to have really the top inspiration you've got to focus your mind on the highest value in aesthetics art is art yes. and uh, that's all to me art is the expression of beauty and beauty is something like the sun shall we say an absolute mm -hmm. want to get involved with exhibitions or interviews Email us at team at creativeprocess.info. Thank you for listening.